The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. And oh, you are so lucky. You are so lucky. You are in for a great treat today. I want to tell you, listeners, you are awesome. You know how you have made this show so popular? I know why. It's because you all care about quality of life for Americans with disabilities. And as you will be hearing me say all year, remember this year, 20th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. This is the 20th anniversary, and we have conquered so much, but not employment. Not employment. And that is why I am so excited about our guest today. We have a great leader in America that we all know and love she is a person with a disability. She is an appointee in the Obama administration. She is a true civil rights leader. Before I introduce her, I want to tell you one thing. She lives it all the time. Anytime you're with her, she's living it. She's thinking it. She's one of the greatest people I have ever met in my life. It gives me a great honor to introduce to you the Deputy Director from the Office of Personnel Management, Christine Griffin, welcome to the show. Oh, Joyce, thank you. You actually, you make me blush listening to that introduction. Thank you very much. And you know I mean it. I know you do. And, yes, it- I, you know, the feeling is mutual. Uh, you know, I, I don't know anyone else besides you that uh, that lives and breathes the employment of people with disabilities. So, um well, maybe you and Tony Coelho. Yeah, well, but. this is it. This is our year, Chris. This yep. is it. And as I mentioned, as you all remember in the past, Chris was with EEOC and was the really person that initiated the lead initiative. And Yoshiko, Yoshiko, if you're listening to this show, Miss Yoshiko Dart, who oh, always hi, Yoshiko. Attends, yes, who always attends every event we have, Yoshiko, I love you, and Justin's spirit lives on. That's why I was so excited when, when Chris told me it was called the LEAD Initiative. Yep, yep. Because of his words, LEAD ON. Yep, yep. He set, see, he set the bar high, frankly, for all of us as disability advocates and, uh, and was, you know, was a great leader. Yes. And now we have Yoshiko. Yep. Carrying yep. it on. Well, I Chris, think, for I think our listeners, in a, in a lot of people. Yes, for our listeners that were familiar with what EEOC is, but they may not be familiar with the Office of Personnel Management in the federal government. Would you mind explaining to our listeners what that is, what the function is, and what you're doing there? 
Oh, the functions of the Office of Personnel Management are um, are huge uh, and and varied. But the the mission of the agency is the recruiting, the retaining, and the honoring of a world class workforce to serve the American people. That's it in a nutshell. And when you think about all those words, it's the going out and recruiting the workforce. It's all the the facets that take to retain a good quality workforce you know, well, you know what you know what chris you're already jamming up all of our lines at uh. voice america but i have to take this caller right now because she wanted to so important to her uh we have a caller on the line here hello no is she, is she there hello kathy are you there well, she was there. Kathy Martinez wanted to call because she has to catch a plane, so she may oh. have lost, well, you know what? Have lost the just, connection. But listen, if Michael, our producer, on, if Kathy calls for... back, you make sure you get her. Let me know right away. Well, for um, the folks that, that know or don't know Kathy Martinez, I put her in that category of, of another person who, I'm you know. Right here. Oh, she's happy! Oh, hey, wait a minute, everyone! I'm like we've got two superstars at the same time. She is the assistant secretary of the Office of Disability Employment Policy, and as Chris just mentioned, she also is the real deal on fire about employment. Welcome, caller, Assistant Secretary Kathy Martinez. Thank you. Oh, I just Kathy. Call and, and call and say hi and congratulations, and we're finally glad we got you over at OPM, Christine. Oh, I, you know what? I couldn't be more excited. I just, I just want everyone to know that Kathy and I are doing some great things together. Uh, Department of Labor and the Office of Personal Management are working together on a number of collaborative initiatives uh, on the employment of people with disabilities, and I couldn't be more excited. I was on a conference call with some of your staff earlier today uh, talking about the, the hiring event that we're all uh, working on, and, and it was really exciting, actually. Well, we really, I think we're at a point now where we've got the right folks uh, in place, and we're about numbers, and this hire event, hiring event is really going to help us start a, a pattern where we're not just passing out uh inaccessible pamphlets about jobs, but we're actually going to bring uh, federal agencies together who have actual jobs and get folks uh, interview, interview uh, excuse me, or get folks resumes in the queue and sign them up for interviews on that day, April 26th. Yep, yep. Yep, we're really excited. We're doing lots of, uh, of things together that will further that initiative. Uh, but for people that don't know what we're talking about, on April 26th, there will be a hiring event, we're calling it, but it's, but it's really a day of, of interviews. So we'll be getting information out to potential applicants on how they can actually uh, upload or submit their resume for consideration by federal agencies that have opened jobs, and then if you meet the qualifications they need, they will be setting up an interview with you that day. So we're very excited because at the end of the day, Kathy, we're going to be able to say people with disabilities got jobs. Right. It's a whole new approach, a whole new strategy toward employing with 
uh, people with disabilities, and we're very proud of it, and we feel like it's going to be very successful. Yeah, yeah. And that's anyway. not all, folks. There's going to be, and I'm when I tell you an explosion, I mean you won't believe the explosion. Pittsburgh, we're going to lead the way, changing the United States, because guess what? We're going to figure out how to coordinate having the deputy director and assistant secretary come together to Pittsburgh to meet with CEOs, talk to the disability community at the same time. So my feeling is between Christine Griffin, Kathy Martinez, and me all together talking to all these people, hey, that's it. We're going to rock. Yep, yep. Oh, Kathy, well, that'll be fun. I'd love to do that. You guys, i got to catch a plane. Christine, all right, you. thank you. Joyce, all right. I love you back. All right, I'll be, I'll be back. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Kathy, well, that was really Kathy, great that I, she I took time to call I just want to tell you what a difference like is having Kathy in her position and, and me in mine. And, you know, thanks again to the administration and to the president for, for giving us the opportunity. Thanks to John Berry for, for picking me to be his deputy director. We really are doing some amazing things that, frankly, you know, our agencies didn't coordinate like this uh, uh, just a couple of years ago, well, just, you know, a little over a year ago. We didn't collaborate this way, and that's, that's something new that's happening. Uh, I was on a call today. There were probably ten different agencies talking about how we're marketing the event, the hiring event. But, you know, Kathy said something about, you know, this is a new strategy but I, but I have to say, uh, Joyce, because the other one that actually educated me about this, is that this is a strategy that an agency uh, called NSA has used for a while. Isn't that right? That is correct. Yeah. That yeah. is correct. The NSA has set the pace. They have an interviewing day where they invite, you know, contact different groups and they have people come in for a day of uh, interviewing, but they have everything everything ready to go so they can extend offers right there. Yeah, and that's that's actually what, you know, their model is something we're trying to emulate, that we, instead of having this informational day, as Kathy said, uh, we're actually going to have people, uh, you know, these are going to be interviews that are set up in advance. So, uh, you know, for folks that do like those informational days, this isn't going to be for you. Uh, this is not going to be an opportunity to just come and meet people and talk to people because what we really want is people to be offered jobs, even if they're conditional, you know, based on, you know, whatever, background checks or checking references, things like that. We want at the end of the day to know that, you know, people with disabilities uh, are going to be real people getting real jobs. That's right. This is be what the President government. Obama is all about. Jobs, yeah. jobs, jobs. Listen, yep. what, as, as Christine Griffin, I've heard her say so many times, we have had enough awareness days. Time yep. for hiring day. And I yep. commend the NSA and I commend Harvey Davis um, and Donnie Weber, who are just two unbelievably fantastic people there. And I want to tell you, I often tell people, I can't figure out why the NSA is able to hire people with targeted disabilities, and a bank cannot. I can't get that. What? You can work for them, but you can't be an accountant? I don't understand that. But anyway, hey, we have another caller on the line right now. Go ahead, please, caller. Hi, Joyce. It's John Benison. Hey, John. Wait a minute. Now, here's another 
federal agency that we work with. And may I just say one thing for the benefit of Tony Quello, Yoshiko, Christine Griffin, everyone listening to the show. Bender works with the FAA, and we have a contract with the FAA, and, of course, they have hired people and are continuing to. But I want you to know, it really is because of this man, who I've known for years and years and years since I was on the President's Committee, that had his heart and soul in this from the beginning. So to me, he, too, is a champion. But no, I, I, I agree. Uh, John, you, you, you know, I tell people this that you're one of the first people that actually came to me when I was at the EOC and sat down with me. And, and instead of just talking about, oh, yeah, yeah, we want to hire people with disabilities, you came with an actual strategic plan with goals and measurements and all the things that how you were going to actually do this. And, and I was blown away. You were the first one to ever do that. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chris, and thank you, Joyce. And I just, I'm so delighted to be on the line with both of you. I think I'm thinking back to the, the first FAA conference in 2008 where we had you two as the keynote speakers and what a power team uh, you were and how you got the managers fired up and, and how we really began to get people engaged as a result of the inspiration that you all provided and the fact that you, 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 you tell it as it is. You know, it's enough awareness, enough education. We've got to get people hired, and we need to get to work. And um, I just really can't tell you both how much I appreciate your leadership and all that you've done for our community, and it's, it's an honor to be able to work with both of you. And, um, you know, uh, Chris, if I had a, a question that, that I think could help, that you might be able to help some of the federal agencies with on today's show is how do we, how do we get to making our, our – one of the things I want to keep working on is, is, is getting managers and hiring officials to be accountable for um, hiring people with disabilities. As, as you both know, people with severe disabilities, that's the only group we can have a – uh, a hiring mandate for a legal goal that we can set and and one of the greatest challenges i've faced is we we're really trying to increase accountability among our management core yeah. well i think when we look at you know where where people are accountable it's where leadership at whatever agency it is has said this is important to me so leaders that are saying it's important to me that my agency my government employs people with disabilities, that's when everybody else in in positions of where they affect hiring with HR and, and uh, you know, supervisors and, and people that make hiring decisions, that's when they start to change their their views. Uh, and, and, and it becomes, it's actually a snowball effect because once that happens, then we know that when people with disabilities do get on the job, that's what changes people's minds. That when, when a person without a disability sees someone with a disability, John, like you or me or Joyce or anybody else, beside them doing the same job, that's when the light bulbs go off and all the fears, myths, and stereotypes disappear. So to me, that's why I say the awareness days are over. The awareness comes when someone's on the job. That's that's Absolutely. when the awareness happens. And so I think by leadership demonstrating, as the president has, saying this is important to him, all the way down from the heads of the agencies, which, you know, I think the Secretary of Transportation, didn't he 
Did he submit he a letter? He issued to... a memo to yeah. the uh, entire department establishing a 3% hiring goal and a 3% onboard goal for um, people with uh, targeted or severe disabilities, yeah. Yeah. which is great. Yeah, it really is. And then, you know, now he has to, you know, I think sometimes people issue memos and, and they kind of forget about it. But, you know, I know with you there and a lot of other folks there at Department of Transportation, that's not going to happen. And, you know, following up with that and saying, okay, are we meeting that goal? Where are we with that goal? Checking, you know, on a quarterly basis instead of waiting for a whole year to go by before somebody actually says, are we doing, you know, okay in this area? Those are the things that are important. Yeah, That's great. Well, because well, you know you. what, and, and you know what, John, I hate to say it, but I it is the move from pity to performance. Exactly. Because until is until people are being employed, it's still that all people with disabilities are still stuck in that pity mode, and they're stuck in that model where. You know, they want, you know, they'll want to have an awareness day. They'll have as many as possible or even a mentoring day and all kinds of days. But where the rubber meets the road is employment. So I just want to say I am proud to work with you. I think you are a great leader, and I commend you for what you're doing. Thank you very much. I just want to make a quick plug for your hiring fair, too. I went through a hiring fair back in 1995 as a person with a targeted disability at EPA, and that's launched my federal career. And they, they really do work, and they're, they're just – I know this is going to be a great event in April. Oh, that's great. Good, good. That's good yeah. to hear, John. Yeah. So you all take care, and I'll keep listening. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you, John. Take care. Bye-bye. And I'll tell you what, he, he is an awesome individual. We need, we need – if we had more John Benisons, we would not have this problem with employment in the federal yeah. government, would we, Chris? Yeah. No, we wouldn't. And, you know, when I think of leaders that are great on this issue, I think of actually John Barry at OPM, who has really made a commitment to diversity government-wide and making sure that, you know, for for, you know, probably – the first time in a big way that people with disabilities are included in that definition of diversity and in the implementation of of, of that diversity. So it, it's really exciting to be part of all of what's going on in the federal government right now. And I had the great honor a couple of times of meeting Director Barry, and I want to tell you what, John Barry is absolutely dedicated to diversity, which includes disability, and made that very clear to me. And he, too, is walking the walk. Look who his number two yeah. person is. See, that, yeah, no, that's where will, it makes a difference. When yeah, you he, see it at the top. You know, I know one day a person went into a pri- this was a private company, and they were saying they had hired all these people with disabilities, but no matter where they went, they couldn't find them. Well, needless to say, they found them, and they were in these very, very extremely low-level jobs, where you and you couldn't even see them. And that—that's not making a difference, folks. You know, equal treatment across the board—that's what counts. But yeah. about about uh, John Barry, he is committed to uh, the African American, the Latino, the uh, his the uh, Native American, the Asian community. Uh, the disability community, the veterans, and the gay community. Yep. And he really does stand up and talk about how important diversity is. And and as you mentioned, he is the real deal at all times. Yep. And you can learn more about him 
by going to opm.gov and then putting in his name, John Barry. Yeah, no, that's actually that's that's good. I I I, I hadn't thought about directing people that way, and and that's actually a good place to learn about them. And I want to just tell you that uh, our guest here was in a recent article in the Washington Post, and it was all about what we're talking about right now. So with your charge for diversity, um, we're assuming, it's so funny, the other day on the radio someone said, well, we have Chris now, we have Chris Griffin, she'll take care of all this. But what they were talking about is making sure that diversity includes disability and it's not off somewhere by itself. And that is something you're doing. Yep, that's something that we're really we're we're focusing on at OPM internally as well as externally. So uh John has has asked me to lead the diversity initiative and we have uh an interagency working group right now working diligently, uh I might add, uh to come up with a government wide strategy that agencies will be able to take and, and apply you know, to to their own needs as well as have government-wide governance on how we actually implement uh, diversity. And we want it to be sustainable. Uh, and we've done a, had a number of meetings. We have a lot of subgroups that are working on a variety of issues, and we have an off-site meeting in uh, middle March where we spend a couple of days together as a group. There's about 45 to 50 of us representing about 26 different federal agencies, and we're going to come up with the the framework for a a plan with recommendations to Director Barry on how we can actually implement this. And he has already gone out and said, you know, we're going to open up a diversity office at OPM. We're going to do a variety of of things, uh, and he's already got a lot of them underway, the Veterans Initiative has already been launched and, and launched with an executive order from the president, and that focuses on employment of veterans. It includes veterans with disabilities, as does our uh, job, our hiring event. You know, people with disabilities include veterans with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And I know you've done a lot of work with veterans. With oh, yes. I right? believe very strongly in that. I'm on a big... Uh, mission with that right now. And anyone listening to the show, remember at Bender Consulting Services, we are always looking for employees with significant disabilities, and we do have a big emphasis on also veterans with disabilities. And if you know of anyone seeking employment in professional areas like IT, finance, engineering, et cetera, please refer them to Bender Consulting. We, we're not kidding. We'll hire the person. We really, really mean it. Uh, and, and we believe in it, and, and I believe that veterans with disabilities who are coming back with brain trauma and uh, post, post-traumatic stress disorder that often then leads to epilepsy are frequently being left out of this hiring, and that is shameful. So, yes, I do believe in that uh, very, very, very strongly. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the initiatives that's been launched at OPM. Uh, we just uh, revitalized USA Jobs. We've made it easier for people to use. We are, That is an ongoing process. I want people to know that, that we continue to make that better, continue to make it more accessible. 
Uh, John is working on a number of initiatives around telework. Uh, how do we really develop a great telework program? And that, that just speaks to uh, employment opportunities for people with disabilities. Uh, so we're very excited about that. There's just a number of things going on, but within everything that, that he is doing at OPM and all of the great staff there, uh, diversity and, again, including people with disabilities is always at the, at the forefront of what we're doing. And it's, it's, I can't tell you how uh, exciting it is to be there. Yes. And, and interesting. It's very, very interesting. Yes, and I, and, and we're excited to have you there. We really are. We're all so excited to have you there, uh, finally there. And uh, I, I'm sure that that was quite a move going from EEOC to OPM. But for all of us, it's a great move. So we're happy to have you there. Yeah, you know and what? It was the, kind of a natural move. I, I have to be honest with you that you know I, everything that I did at EEOC really prepared me for uh, the job at, at OPM, and I, and I couldn't be uh, more grateful to the folks at EEOC that I worked with and learned a lot from. That's wonderful. Well, we're happy to have you there, that's for sure. But with that, listen, we're going to go to break. If okay. you just joined us, and if you're thinking, oh, I wish so-and-so could hear this show, don't worry. It's archived on voiceamerica.com and benderconsult.com. And since this is the 20th anniversary of the signing of the ADA, everything we're talking about, hey, it's a history lesson you can even give to your college students. So I know they will all want to hear Deputy Director Christine Griffin, civil rights leader in America, working with President Obama, this is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, even Sunday. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Get ready for a show that breaks ground on the subject of women in motorsports and what it takes to dream, believe, achieve. Gas and Go with Alio is all about the movement that is happening lightning fast in women's racing. You'll get a wide array of perspectives from the drivers to the fans, as well as what it takes to be a role model in a male-dominated sport. Join your host, professional driver Allie Owens, for Gas and Go with Alio Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Power Up Motorsports Channel. 
Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy-to-understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show with our great guest. What an honor for me to have Deputy Director... Christine Griffin as our guest today. And, you know, I just want to mention a few things. We've got a lot of great things coming up in Washington, D.C. Because, let's see, make sure I have the right night here. March 10th is the AAPD Gala, which I always tell people is like the Academy Awards we're going to have this Sunday night. This is the Academy Awards of the Disability Community, March 10th. And if you're still interested, you can still go, aapd.com. You know, with Tony Quello as the chair and Andy Imperato as the CEO, I mean, let me tell you, this is going to be a great night. Also, you all know I'm living with epilepsy. March 27th is the National Walk for Epilepsy, and if you go to epilepsyfoundation.org, you'll be able to join all of us, thousands and thousands of us, and I hope to see all of you there. So, Chris, I wanted to ask you a question. Today, I was with high school students with disabilities. Uh, before the show, I was at Bear Corporation teaching high school students with disabilities at the Bender Leadership Academy about the world of work with uh, students from Fox Chapel High School in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And what is your advice for them, young people with disabilities, regarding the skills they need long-term to work for the federal government? What are the skills they need? Well, you know, the federal government is so varied as far as, as jobs. So there is, a, you know, there, there literally is a place for everybody in the federal government. Uh, I, I wish I, you know, it's could It's not just you one a, skill is what you mean. Right. It's not it's just, not one, just thing. one skill. But if I had to say, you know, what what is the one, you know, attribute or qualification that we need from everyone, we need people that are 
that are that are go getters. Uh, we need people that are, you know, want to come to work and be excited about what they're doing, whether it's you know facilities management or you know somebody who's out inspecting. Uh, places for the Department of Agriculture or the Food and Drug Administration or whether it's somebody who is working at the Army Corps of Engineers down on, in, you know, on the waterfront in New Orleans. Uh, that no matter what they're doing, they, they need to bring, uh, their A game. So we need people with disabilities who are ready and willing to go to work and it doesn't matter if they're teleworking from home and and sending out uh, documents for the Internal Revenue Service from their computer or whether it's, you know, all the other things that I said. We want people that are just prepared to work and who, who really are excited about public service and serving the American people because that's what we do. We serve the American people no matter what we're doing. That's right. And, you know, one thing I frequently tell them about other um, other things you have to look out for is this is why it's so important. I call it making that five-second five mistake. This is where you allow one of you, someone at school to talk you into doing the wrong thing. As you well know, to work for the federal government, if you have a criminal record, that's not going to be good. Well, yeah, it's it's not good. It's not. It doesn't. It's it's not a total bar of employment. Uh, although you know it is for some agencies, like the um, security agencies. It's, it's not a total bar for employment, but it it's it doesn't help. Let's put it that way. And whenever you're in a position where you have to, um, you know, explain and justify and and all of that, uh, it it clouds your ability to to get a job but but for people out there that actually have an arrest record and a and a conviction record you know it's it's not you know don't give up hope either that there are there are ways to actually uh work through that depending on of course the circumstances and the agency and the job <laughs> yeah okay and also you know I want to say one other thing you know, be flexible. Because sometimes, Chris, I'll go to different towns, someone with a disability, you know, they're afraid to move because they're afraid they won't have a support yeah. system. Go to where the opportunities are. Don't you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And it really is. It's the, it's actually the way you get ahead in life. And, and while I see, you know, lots of people are very happy staying where they are, um, if if there is an opportunity where you are, then that's you know that that prevents you from being, as you say, Joyce, free. If you don't have a job and you're you're resisting going somewhere where the job is, uh, or where you're being offered a job, you're really limiting your ability to participate and to have full quality of life. So uh, you know, embrace change. It's uh, it's fun. It's exciting. Yes, and and we have a question for you also, uh, live right now from Twitter, and that is, first of all, congratulations to you, Deputy Director. It is so unbelievable to see a person with a disability in this high-level role, and I am so excited about this for my entire family, my children, everyone I know. 
My question to you is, have you been overwhelmed when you've been put in this position representing the United States for President Obama in such an influential position for people with disabilities? Have I been overwhelmed? Um, I think what they mean is how does it feel to be the one that a lot of people are looking to as being the person? Well, it, it's very exciting, but I, I, you know, I think you know, Joyce, I, I don't think of myself as the one or in any exalted position. I really see myself as part of a huge team of people that are, are trying to actually increase employment opportunities for people with disabilities within the federal government. And I really do feel that way. I'm, you know, uh, so I, I don't, um, I don't feel overwhelmed or, or awed by the the job i i i feel like i'm able to be in a position where i am part of a bigger movement uh in this in this front and and it starts you know it starts at the white house with the president and with people like kareem dale that he's uh appointed to to work for him there and it goes right through the federal government and out to the advocacy agencies that also are advocating for more employment opportunities for people with disabilities. So um, while I love being able to be in the in the position I am uh, because I I guess I get to have the bully pulpit with this message, at the same time I, I do recognize that I'm just, you know, one person as part of a big team. Okay, well, we have a caller on the line right now that I I think probably knows how this feels to be the person are you on the line now, caller? I am on the line. Yes. Oh. Uh-huh. Remember, 20th anniversary of the ADA. For those of you listening, Tony Coelho is the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Go ahead, Tony. Uh, Joyce, it's nice to be on the line, and particularly with uh, one of my very, very, very favorite people, um, uh, uh, Christine uh, is... Uh, somebody who is a great credit to our community and that she um, is not as the deputy director of OPM, which I hope has been explained in the program, and that she is in the position where all the career uh, jobs in the federal government, thats she's the number two person for all that, and we've never had a person with a disability at such a high level uh, at OPM. And uh, because of her background, uh, her her passion for uh, the disability community, to have her there uh, is a wonderful, wonderful blessing opportunity for our community. And so I'm really excited that she's there. John Barry, uh, who's her boss, is fabulous uh, regarding our issues, um, but having Chris there with John um, with her passion and knowledge about what is needed for our community is uh, just uh, exciting. And so um, uh, it's Joyce, you know, and as Chris knows, um, I love her, and I just think it's great that you're there, Chris. And I just wanted to call in and and let all of Joyce's listeners know uh, just what a 
jewel you are and what a great opportunity it is for them to hear you and what your plans are for uh, OPM over the next uh, three, hopefully seven years. Well, Tony, thank you so much. I, you know, I, I can't thank you enough for all the support you've you've given me over the years. And and you're right, having someone like John Barry as a boss who, you know, gives us the the support we need to carry out the uh, implementation of increasing uh, employment opportunities for people with disabilities and and really changing the whole diversity picture for the federal government is is really a key to all this. So we couldn't do it without him. Yeah. And uh, you know, and just working for an administration that thinks this is important is is wonderful as well. Uh, but the the plans for the next three years are, you know, bottom line, it's increasing employment opportunities. It's, it's actually um, uh, really trying to put the effort and the and the um, and and the oomph behind actual employment. And, you know, I think I said to someone recently, you know, we've done 40 years of of disability awareness around employment in the federal government and, frankly, outside the federal government, and it hasn't resulted in employment and disability. So I think we're aware enough, and I think the time has come to actually hire people, and, and that's when the real awareness will happen, and that's when those folks that, you know, just for some reason, whatever reason, think that people with disabilities aren't able or qualified to do whatever the job is, that's when they'll realize that we are, and that's when the real awareness will take place. So uh, that's, uh, I'm really excited. I, I think this is our opportunity. You know, one of the things that we, we talk about for this hiring event that we're doing is the time is now. And that's what we're saying to people with disabilities. The time is now. The time is now to apply for federal jobs and for us to, on the other side of the government, you know, hold the the agencies accountable for increasing the diversity of their workforce by including the employment of people with disabilities. So it's really exciting. We're we're open for business, and the time is now uh, to apply for those jobs. Absolutely. That's... uh... There couldn't be a better opportunity for our community, so it's really important for us to uh, take advantage of it. You're absolutely right. Uh, Tony, I just want to mention to our listeners, as you all know, as I mentioned, Tony is the author of the ADA, currently the chair of the American Association of People with Disabilities, prior chair of the Epilepsy Foundation, congressman. I mean, you know, this man is so powerful, and yet he always lives this this passion of his. And as an example, Tony, I wanted to give you a moment. Um, I know you were on Fox TV the other day talking about something that had happened, and I wanted you to share that with our audience. Well, Joyce, I was, uh, as you know my story, uh, about 40 years ago, uh, my parents uh, really believed that I was possessed by the devil and that God had punished me um, uh, or punished my family uh, and I, uh, because somebody had committed a sin um, and that uh, I ended up with epilepsy because of that. Um, and that stigma is something that I have been passionate about, as you know, for all these years uh, about 
doing something to remove the stigma from uh, uh, those of us with disabilities. So many people uh, over the years have always put a stigma on us of some sort. Uh, a lot of people uh, have basically uh, said that God, uh, for some reason or another, um, have punished us. And, of course, um, I resent that at so many different levels. Yeah. I just don't believe that uh, uh, God is responsible for my disability or for, for any of that, and I deeply resent it. Um, but just uh, last week, um, a uh, state legislator from uh, the state of Virginia um, basically uh, was uh, uh, arguing against uh, funds for abortion, and his views on abortion are fine, whatever he we want, so I have me on the other side. But uh, he was saying that uh, that women who uh, abort their their firstborn um, are uh, then uh, punished uh, with uh, their additional children to become uh, disabled because uh, God punishes them because of uh, that uh, firstborn was uh, aborted. Well, I just, I really, really resented it, and it hurt uh, because this is something for 40 years that uh, I have personally fought and our community has fought, um, uh, that whole stigma and of God uh, punishing our families um, and blaming our families for something and and God punishing them um, and... uh, those of us with disabilities, uh, that it's, it's the result of that. Um, yeah. I deeply resent it, and it just sets us back to have a so-called educated person uh, to say stuff like that. And um, and so um, I was um, quite upset um, when I heard about it, and um, um, I let it be known that I was disgusted uh, with his comments. And uh, you can be opposed or in favor of whatever view you have, uh, but don't um, um, say that my disability is a result of uh, punishment of God. I just uh, resent it deeply. Yeah. Oh, Tony. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, just that you know, just I, I I just I I can't fathom why people think this, and and you know who 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 thinks. If you believe in God, who wants to believe in a God that would even think I'd do things like that? So I, I just think it's wrong at so many levels. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's so wrong, it's hard to discuss. Because yeah, it is. It's hard to think that somebody would be so cruel um, to hurt at so many different levels. Yeah. Um, you know what else is amazing? That they're using the Bible as this. When in yeah, fact, yeah, yeah. as I recall, the disciples said to Jesus, Why is this man blind? Is it because his parents sinned or he sinned? And he said, Neither. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not, you know, if you, they're not, I don't know where they get this stuff they use. I don't know where it comes from. But here's what I want to say Tony, I want to thank you not only for everything you've done for me, as Chris has said, but I want to thank you that. You never stop. Yeah. I mean, you're always out there fighting for us. And I hope everyone listening to this show knows 
He is always out there fighting for us. And, yeah, and I just George, want I, you to know I, how much I, that means to me. I, I just, you know, I, I really believe this now, that I think, you know, God put me on earth to, to, to do the fight. So contrary to what this gentleman in, in Virginia feels, um, I was not put here as a punishment. I was put here to, to do something positive. And and I feel it strongly, and I fight every day because I think that's my role. I think that's why I'm here. Um, and so for that gentleman in Virginia, you got it wrong. You just got it totally backwards. Um, and and I intend to fight people like him all the time, and I think that's why God has me here, to fight him. So he's wrong. Amen. Yeah. And that is yeah. your ministry. Yep. And you know, and and oh, just you know what? I got to tell you what. If I were you, I'd never ever underestimate Tony Quello ever. So thank you. Yeah. And yeah. Tony, we look forward to the gala, the AAPD gala. Yep, the AAPD gala is March the tenth. Um, Stevie Wonder is coming to receive an image award of somebody oh, with, a dis- with a disability who has. Uh, Bought and uh, provides a tremendous image uh, for us, um, and he is receiving our first ever image award, which we'll be presenting from now on. Uh, we've uh, received a, a record amount of uh, contributions so far, and we're still going strong for the last week. But we're uh, over 1.4 million. We've never. Uh, gotten that much in the past. We've, uh, most we've ever raised was 1.1 million. So we're at 1.4 in, in this economy. So we're excited. Oh, that's of course, great. Our, our um, uh, 20th anniversary of the uh, ADA. Stenny Hoyer is getting the um, Spirit Award for one who uh, has done so much to advocate uh, for those of us with disabilities. So going to be a great night. We're excited about it, and I know that uh, Joyce, uh, you, and Christine are going to both be there, so I think that's exciting, and I know a lot of your listeners are going to be there, so it's going to be a fun night, and um, I'm looking forward to it. Don't miss it. March 10th, www.aap.com. Don't miss it, because it is fantastic. And, Tony, thank you again for calling in. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. This is going to be a great night, and I can't wait to see you there. Okay. Love you to both. Bye-bye. Love you, too. Bye. What a great man he is. Yeah, yeah. What a great man. You have no idea, people with disabilities, you have no idea how much he does. And, by the way, he does a lot behind the scenes that no one even knows about. But he does so much. So, anyway, Chris, I wanted to ask you, in your opinion, when you were at EEOC, if you look back on that now, what would you say is your proudest accomplishment? Oh. You said at EEOC? Mm-hmm. I think my proudest accomplishment um, isn't quite evident yet. I think the contribution, um, oh, God, I, you know, I, there's two things. I mean, certainly the lead initiative. Um, which, you know, I think really prepared me and everybody that I bent their air about employment of people with disabilities all the years I was at EEOC 
really set the stage and build the foundation for what I'm doing now. So that clearly um, uh, makes me proud. But I really think that one of uh, the things I'll be most proud of is uh, will be my contribution, whatever you know, however small it was, because there were lots of people involved, to the uh, regulations that will be eventually. Uh, voted on and, and made public uh, regarding the Americans with Disabilities Act Amendment Act. Oh, that is awesome! I think those. I think that's you know we're we're going to see that's going to be where we see the next big change in employment issues for people with disabilities, and it's going to be because that of that law. And you know, there's another thing to thank Tony and other people for um, the passage of that. Steady Hoyer as well, and and uh, you know probably part of the reason he's getting the award from AAPD because he's done so many things for And him. wait, we're giving him an award April 14th, the Epilepsy Foundation at uh, our gala. So, yes, yeah, he is yeah. very, very highly thought of. Yeah, he and, is, and, he is and again, another person who has been so supportive of the advancement of people with disabilities, and especially he's always focused on the employment issue as well. Um, so I, I think that's – I think I'd have to say when those are finally uh, – uh, public and and enforce uh, that will be something that I'm I'm very proud of. Well, listen, Chris, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I would I I think just the the message that we talked about the time is now. This is our time as people with disabilities. Uh, as as you know, as horrible as the economy may be. There are job opportunities out there. Uh, you know, Joyce, you know that. This is your business. You know it better than I. Uh, on the private side as well as on the, on the public side, that there are opportunities that people with disabilities uh, should know this is our time. And, and I'm telling you that for the federal government, there are opportunities. And now is the time. Uh, please go on opm.gov's website on March 8th and, and uh, you know, take a look at the information about the hiring event, how you actually can get your resume on, on uh, the database that federal agencies will be looking at. And you'll also be able to see the types of jobs that federal agencies are looking for to fill. So the time is now. We're open for business as a federal government. We want to increase the employment opportunities for people with disabilities. Uh, please, please come and apply. Don't forget, go to opm.gov, opm.gov, to get more information about that job fair and listen to what she's saying, because this is, in my opinion, the time. This is your time. Well, with that, we always... And every show with a quote by a famous civil rights leader. And this year, we are focusing a lot on people involved with the 20th anniversary of the signing of the ADA. So today, in the words of the great Tony Quello, give us the right to be fired. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, at voiceamerica.com. Chris Griffin, lead on, Chris. All right, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity, Joyce. Love having you. Oh, and everyone right, else, see you next week. See you at the galas. All right. See you at the walk. Bye-bye. All right, take care. Bye-bye.
Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 